Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. And I'm Kritas. And Kritas. Mm. Today, it is truly a day that the Lord has made because he's so good. Oh, it makes it easy to rejoice and be glad in it then. That's right. <laughs> so if today's conversation is encouraging to you, consider hitting like, subscribe, share. And notification bell. Ding. Yep. If you want to be notificated. New blog on the website All right. this week. We're just going to leave it there. You have to go discover it. Yes. So much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this where we just start talking? Yeah, let's just is start. Is this what happens in a podcast? Okay, so. This, this is a podcast, so we should just start talking. <laughs> okay, I have something to talk about. I came across this interesting translation of First Timothy 1. Verse 11. You're going to like this. Okay, careful though. I want to hear the original King James Version first, please. (laughs) Thou shalt notest, hither, (laughs) tither, forth. (laughs) I came across the word tittle in the Bible the other day. I was like, that is a good word. We need to use that more. Nobody (laughs) says that anymore. I've never in my life, in my conversations with anyone I know, have ever used the word tittle or heard the word tittle. So, Dean... Goals. Goals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> use the word tittle more. Jot and tittle. That's like a dotted I or a cross T. Logical, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Bible, so we should use it more. Old English. Um, okay. We have the glad message of the glory of the happy God. Oh, wow. The glory of the happy God. Yeah, I'll say that again for those in the back. We have the glad message of the glory of the happy God. I was thinking when I came across this, man, I think we think God's more serious or unhappy than he actually is. I heard a testimony of somebody who was in heaven one time, yeah, and they were talking with Jesus, and he said, there was never a serious thought in heaven before Adam and Eve fell. Oh, it's just like wacky, wild creativity. Wacky, wild creativity, yeah. (laughs) Just Mm. massive amounts of energy, light, laughter. Hmm. music, dancing. Yeah, visual feast Yeah, for all these eyeballs being created. Some of the angels were just covered in eyeballs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're like a wheel with eyes all the way around the rim. Mm-hmm. This is why everyone was terrified when they saw angels. <laughs> I think there might be a few different <laughs> kinds of angels. Yeah, either way, it sounds pretty fun. God is in a good mood. Yeah, Nathan told me a funny story. He had this humorous encounter with God. Okay. He's reading in Ephesians. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And there's this part about the belt of truth. And so he's asking God about the belt of truth. You know, this must be important. And right. And God just says to his heart, well, without a belt on, your pants fall down. <laughs> he's like, it was just the strangest thing because it wasn't this audible laughter, but I could hear him laughing. Yeah. <laughs> just like this joyful chuckle without your belt on, your pants fall down. Then he also led him into teaching and clarity. But out of that place of humor, right. you know, all these other things are hinged on truth, are hinged on us not walking in deception seeing clearly, seeing how I see. Everything's hinged on that. It all holds it together, but it's just a funny story. That's one of the things that I love about the series, The Chosen. They do a really good job of portraying Jesus as a person with a lot of humor. Yeah, that playfulness. That playfulness. Yeah. I think we have the idea of God and reverence all wrong. We're so afraid. Yeah. God is laughter. Mm-hmm. The glad message of the glory of the happy God. Right. Yeah. The happy trinity. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One time I had an encounter. I was practicing seeing. I do things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I practice things mm-hmm. in the spirit. Okay. Yeah. So I was practicing. And what I would do is I would sit and I would say, okay, Jesus, show me something. And then he would say to me, okay, Dean, what do you see now? It was back in the days where I was just seeing pictures. Hmm. I wasn't really seeing any moving things yet, but I would see a lot of pictures. And a picture speaks a thousand words or sometimes a million words. But <laughs> anyhow, this is one of the first times I saw something moving. All of a sudden, I was in a room that had a swimming pool in it, indoor swimming mm-hmm. pool. And I saw somebody come onto the diving board in like a Speedo. And I looked and it was Jesus. <laughs> and he jumped on the diving board, did like a cannonball <laughs> into the swimming pool, splashed water everywhere. All right, I'm still getting over the Speedo. Yeah, but okay. But we're Canadian, right? Europeans would be like, what? What's so weird about yeah, that? okay. <laughs> I was looking kind of from the bottom. The funniest thing is that when he jumped up, as he was forming his cannonball, I could see these nail holes and the holes in his feet. Oh, and it looked so funny to me. <laughs> and then he made this cannonball and oh my goodness. splashed water all over me. <laughs> and then he came to the edge of the pool and he was just howling with laughter because he got me so wet. <laughs> That's Jesus. He actually is quite a character. He has a massive sense of humor. I've experienced the humor of heaven so many times. Heaven isn't this like somber place. Mm, Yeah. It's filled with laughter and light and Mm -hmm. songs. And if you have a problem with dancing, you might want to reconsider your eternal destination. You don't have to be a good dancer. No. (laughs) I've seen the Father and Jesus dancing Mm. together. It was really funny, actually. Funny. Yeah, it was once again, it was funny. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think reverence, joy, and fun, they don't have to be separate from one another. No, they don't. There are obviously times of more seriousness, like with any father. He taught Nathan, for example, about the armor. His nature of joy and fun was still there, even when he was teaching him something. Well, if the Bible tells us to rejoice always. Yeah. And I can tell you what, they're rejoicing always. <laughs> I love it. There's always something to laugh about in heaven. Mm, yeah. Angels are also super funny. Yeah. See, I've had this theory for a while now. I told you this before about I think angels are hiding things when husbands look for them because all of a sudden they're there right on the counter when the wife goes and looks for it. This has got to be a joke. Like you could not have passed this. I looked there. Quick, wife's coming, put it back. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? It's just a theory of mine that I strongly stand by. (laughs) Okay. So I was at the store with a friend who's here as a refugee from a war-torn country. Mm -hmm. And she was just explaining some of the difficulties and stuff of transitioning to a whole new culture and country and the different stresses and things she's carrying. While she's telling me all this, her daughter texts her and is like, Mom, don't forget the ice cream. It just reminded me so much of the father, you know, like, Give me the heavy. I'll mm. give you the ice cream. So it's like, here's the mom carrying everything on her shoulders. But to see that all of her kids were worried about was the Neapolitan ice cream. It just gave her this peace and this joy knowing that because she was carrying everything, they only had to worry about the ice cream. Mm. And I thought, man, God is so like that. Give me everything. Give it all. I'll take it all. Now you walk in freedom. You eat the ice cream. Here you go. Right. Yeah. So we should enjoy our ice cream. We should. Yeah. Anything weary or heavy laden, mm-hmm. we should be coming to him with. Yeah, and then he gives us the heavy cream, scoops it. The heavy cream. 
put on a garment of praise for mm-hmm. a spirit of heaviness, right? Heaven is in a good mood. Yeah. We said that already, but mm-hmm. I'll just say this to our let's go uppers. There's a lot of really heavy stuff going on in our world at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to focus on that stuff mm-hmm. and you can let it bring you down a lot. You can worry about the right and the left, conservative, liberal, all of this stuff that swirls around. I can tell you what, in heaven, they are not thinking about that stuff. Yes, we are ambassadors from another land with milky, creamy, juicy ice cream. (laughs) Yes. In fact, all of that stuff is absolutely irrelevant to the expansion of the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. It doesn't even put a blip on the radar screen in heaven. Heaven is focused on a completely different thing. Hmm. Heaven is focused on the kingdom expanding out into the cosmos, and God is not worried even a little bit. So we can just wake up in the morning, put on our garments. We're going there again, are we? Your nightgown. Greet us. <laughs> put on your really? lace, nice lacy nightgown of joy and peace and laughter and wholeness and power and strength. I changed that <laughs> to a shirt or a coat, you okay, know, right? Yeah, well, well, we all know the truth now. It slips out. You won't let me forget So we step out into this world as ambassadors, sons of God, representing Him, bringing His glory into these situations, right? The fact that these things are happening doesn't change our mission here. We are ambassadors of the happy kingdom. Yeah. That's why we're supposed to carry joy everywhere we go. Yeah. That's why we're supposed to rejoice always. Yeah. And you know, and it's not, I'm supposed to, I'm going to try to, it's our destiny. Yeah. And when you start seeing the way he sees and experiencing the kingdom the way he wants us to, those things just happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not this like yeah. negative, like trying, supposed to, but it's just natural. Yeah. When you say natural, you're using the word nature. It's part of our nature. Our new creation nature is a nature of joy. Mm-hmm. Yummy, yummy. So how good is good then? How good is good? Okay. This is a podcast title because we had talked about how free is free. Yep. Now, how good? How good is good? It's good. (laughs) So a few days ago, I was sitting and praying about what we should talk about. And the phrase kept coming to me, how good is good? I just was overwhelmed with the goodness of God. And the Father said, tell them I'm good. All right. So that's it, folks. That's what we're doing today. (laughs) He's good. See you next week. We're short. Dive into it. We'll actually have a lot of views. And they'll watch it all the way through. Wow. Nobody tuning out after five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How good is good? So you had told me, okay, I'm thinking about goodness, God's goodness, yep. and how it's not hinged on what's happening in our life. It's far bigger, yes, far more expansive. Well, I think a lot of times when we think about God being good, we think about him being good to us, right? Mm-hmm. The song, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good every breath that I am able, and notice I'm not singing right now, I will sing of the goodness of God. All right, so we're, but we're talking about his goodness. I will sing. Come on, Dean. His goodness is running after me, right? (laughs) It's me. So we're thinking of his goodness over us, and that is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, his goodness is over us, and it says in Psalm 23, you know, surely goodness Mm -hmm. and mercy follow me. Some translations say chase after me or run after Mm -hmm. me. All the days of my life. Yeah. Can't get away from it. Doesn't matter where you go, it's always there. In a jail. Yeah. Hungry, cold, beaten. (laughs) It's there. It's goodness. Green eggs and ham. Anywhere (laughs) you go. (laughs) God's goodness. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Will you receive? <laughs> in a box? Will you eat? <laughs> well, anyhow. Focus. Focus, Caritas. Reel it in. <laughs> we oftentimes think of God's goodness in the context of it being on our lives. And I think that's wonderful because goodness is not a character quality for God. It's actually his nature, right? Yes. It's not like today, I'm good. It's just he is. He is good. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, when God started creating stuff, out of his goodness and out of his nature, mm. he's creating and he's looking and it's him. Yeah. You know, it matches his character. Mm -hmm. A wise man once said, the foundation, hold on, I want to quote you right. <laughs> You're quoting me here, are you? A wise man once said, God's goodness is the foundation of the entire universe. Every new aspect of creation was called good by God. His goodness was creating good things, marked with a good nature. This wise man was you. That's the notes I sent to you a couple of days ago. <laughs> it's good. This is good. God's goodness is the foundation of the entire universe. Yes, it is. It's definitely the foundation of the universe. My ponderings the other night when I was thinking about God's goodness, though, shifted away from me mm -hmm. and shifted outwards into eternity. Oh, man. So I thought about things such as we don't even know how many dimensions there are. I mean, we know that this is a natural and there's the spiritual. So those are two dimensions. But there are infinity dimensions that God has created. Every single dimension that God creates, he has to make an eternal commitment of goodness mm. to that dimension. If God would turn the light of the face of his countenance away from our realm of existence, this natural world dimension, which includes mm. our entire universe, it would cease to exist. <laughs> Everything is sustained mm. by his goodness. Yeah. So this is just one dimension. Think of that times infinity. Yeah, I can't. The goodness of God is unfathom unfathomable. Without fathom. It's a movie quote. The guy couldn't say unfathomable. It's a cartoon. Okay. And he kept saying unfathomable. Unfathom and he just gave up. Without fathom. <laughs> just <laughs> changed the word. <laughs> it's so massive that it's the mm -hmm. you know, yeah. mind-blowing, mind-boggling. Yeah. We need spiritual help to even start pondering it. <laughs> Because it's beyond our capabilities. Yeah, everything is sustained by the word of his power. There are some things in the nature of God that are very closely tied together. You know, when Moses asked to see God's glory, God responded by saying, okay, I'll show you my goodness. Mm -hmm. So glory, which is the light and the substance of God that comes from his face, resonates as his presence and his goodness. All these things are tied together, but they are what God is. God is light. God is love. God is good, mm -hmm. glorious. Yeah. These are part of his nature, his core nature mm -hmm. makeup. Well, goodness was one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Yes. That's like his nature. It is our nature as well. Kratos, you are a good person. Dean, you are a good person. Mm -hmm. It's our kindness, new creation nature. Yeah. I think, honestly, we need to start thinking about all the fruits of the Spirit in terms of them being our nature. Yeah. I feel like those were just a few, like a sampling. Yeah. I don't think it's limited to that. <laughs> Here's some things, but obviously there's way more. If we're partakers of the divine nature, then we are created mm -hmm. with all of those things resident in us. Yeah. That reminds me. 
We were talking about the garden. God created man in his own image. Mm -hmm. And he repeated that a few times, right? In the image of God, he created them. Yes. So it's like he's trying to make a point here. Yep. <laughs> Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So we have dominion. Mm -hmm. Fill the earth with my image, with my goodness, mm -hmm. with my love, with my light. Emphasis on bringing him into this realm, mm -hmm. right? And this joy he must have had just filling this earth that he created in all his goodness with people in his image, bringing more of his goodness. Bringing more of his goodness. Right. Into this place, you know? Ooh, that is like mic drop. Multiplying almost. his image over and over, right? It's one thing to say we are sons of God or daughters of God, but to walk in his image and his nature mm -hmm. and realize that that's a normal, natural position for us to be in and live in and through. It's our birthright. Yep. Yeah. I did look up, you know, good in the Hebrew dictionary, good or goodness. Of course you did. It means good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing super profound there. No. Okay. So you had this revelation on the hugeness of the goodness of God. Yes, I did. What I saw is I saw this ever expanding kingdom in multiple dimensions, mm -hmm. every single one of them sustained by the goodness of God. Somehow I just had this wow. image of that. And we think this whole thing is about us. Mm -hmm. We're all significant, but there's a much bigger picture here. Yeah. In fact, the big picture has not even been seen. We don't even have words to describe what it looks like. Yeah. We can't even fathom our own universe. No. And that's just one dimension. Think about that times infinity as yes. far as the number of different dimensions there are. Yeah, you know what that reminds me? Let me just find it here. To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So if we can think it, that's not it. It's too small. Too small. Exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. So what you're saying here about the hugeness of his goodness, if you can think about it, that's not it. It's bigger. <laughs> it is much bigger. If you're thinking goodness fits into a box of circumstances or situations going a certain way or life looking a certain... No, it's bigger. So much bigger. We cannot comprehend this kind of goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we're going to try here on Let's Go Up because that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like what we do is we just open a door a We crack, open doors. That's And right. we invite people to step through if you dare. Yes, that's what <laughs> so we do. Wild adventure. The permission is there to explore his goodness. I think he gets excited when we get excited about him. Look at them. They think they know. It's so cute. <laughs> There's this joy in seeing people exploring, Yeah. right? It's in us. Humans have always been explorers, right? And so we're standing before this vast, endless sea of goodness, like space, these space nerds. Yeah. In a, I say nerd in a very endearing term. There's this crazy hunger and excitement about the unknown and the vastness and hugeness. Even knowing they'll never know all of it, they still explore as far as they can, right? We can do this with his goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His goodness knows no limits. Yeah. So when you're lying awake in bed, instead of going through pointless conversations or something embarrassing that happened during your day, just start pondering his goodness. That's a really good exercise to do. Start thinking and let your mind go. Or okay. like trying to get your mind to go even further. That's a whole other episode. We got some time to go before that one. We do. Okay. Next uh, week, we'll be walking through walls. <laughs> so a lot of people, the moment something bad happens to them, they start to question God's goodness. Why is it that when something goes sideways here in our little box, 
immediately the first thing that gets questioned is the goodness of God. Because I think we have it hinged on circumstances. Why do we hinge anything on that when he's already done everything for us? He sent his son. He died for us while we were completely broken and sinners. That is the measuring stick of his love right there. Like (laughs) He gave it all. I love you. There you go. Would you ever question the goodness of a God who gave it all like that? Yeah. When we are deceived into thinking that his love or his goodness is ever on trial or ever questionable, then something can happen and it can knock you off like that up and down circumstantially, like the waves, Mm -hmm. unstable, but to be rooted and grounded in his love is to really experience his goodness. I like the language you used when you said, we should never put the goodness of God on trial. Mm -hmm. God's goodness is not on trial here, people. It doesn't matter what happens. First of all, We need to stop thinking about God's goodness as a one-dimensional little thing in a box. Mm. We need to stop thinking that God's goodness is a different kind of good than we would be to our own children. So we were talking on the healing podcast about, you know, God bringing out the big stick. Is that a good God? Would you break your child's leg to teach him a lesson? Yeah, here I'm nodding, but I mean no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, greet us. Actions meet words. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do the YouTube version (laughs) with the camera. So I honestly think that we would have to accuse God of child abuse. Right. Put him in prison for child abuse if we use the same definition of goodness for God as we use here on the earth. God's goodness is not a weird, you can't understand it until you die and go to heaven kind of good. Mm, But we've already died. Yes, you're right. Boom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, take the best kind of good that you could ever imagine here on earth coming out of your heart towards your family or your children and multiply that times infinity dimensions. Mm. And that's how good God is. Yeah. This is not a goodness that you can even put into words. No. Wow. Reminds me, there's just this one little line, the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Okay. The goodness of God is so good that it leads people to completely change their way of seeing and thinking and being and existing. That's really significant because there are things that can lead us to repentance. It's just a simple change in direction. Turn your face away from something and towards another thing. The main thing in the Old Testament that led to repentance was threat of like terrible things. Yeah, fear. Fear. (laughs) If you don't, I will. Mm -hmm. We're in a different era. Mm -hmm. We're in the age of grace now. Yeah. And God now has switched his MO. Hmm. And now his overwhelming goodness on Hmm. somebody leads them to repentance. Greetus. That's huge. Yeah. If somebody does something terrible and you think God's going to hit them with a stick (laughs) to get their attention, think again. Hmm. What he's going to do is he's going to be so good to that person that his goodness overwhelms them and leads them to repentance. And you'll be looking at them saying, Why is God blessing that person that did something terrible? Mm. His intention is to bless them so heavily that they can't even understand where the blessing is coming from Mm. and they'll turn to him. It's a completely different switch. He sends the rain to fall and refresh on the good and the evil. He sends the sun to warm 
The good and the evil. You know, Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who persecute mm-hmm. you, go the extra mile for the person making you go, give them more than they are demanding. He was giving these Jews this glimpse of the goodness of God and yeah. how he is good and how his goodness turns people towards him. The goodness of God turns hearts. He went the extra mile. He carried that burden that wasn't even his. You know, he gave more than he needed to give. And look how we turn to that light. It's without fathom. <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy whose ear got lobbed off in the garden? Malchus, yeah. right? So the mindset of these followers of Jesus, right? Let's just kill the guy. He wasn't aiming for the ear with the sword. <laughs> he was trying to kill the guy. Let's be real here. <laughs> I think he was just swinging it randomly. <laughs> and off goes the ear. Yep. Oops. <laughs> right? But Jesus heals it. He doesn't give the guy a lecture, you know? Well, be careful who you hang out with and, you know... Bad character corrupts good. (laughs) He just healed it. His Mm -hmm. goodness. Who knows what happened to this Malchus guy? One day, maybe we'll find out. We'll we'll meet him in heaven, perhaps. Maybe we will. Actually, I never thought of that. He'd go home and there'd be blood all over him. People would be like, what is going on? Well, my ear got chopped up. How do you get over something like that? That would make a statement in one's life, wouldn't it? Yeah. I believe in this Jesus because of my ear. (laughs) I went out to the garden to try to help arrest him. Somebody chopped my ear off and he healed my ear. He put it right back on again. Yeah. How can you fight against that kind of love? Yeah, Isaiah predicted it. The Gentiles will come to the light. They'll be drawn to it. Nations will come. People will come from all over, Mm. drawn to the goodness, something about the goodness. I have two scripture verses here that talk about that, Cretus. I'd like to read them. Let's hear it, Dean. Yep. Jeremiah 33, 9. It will be to me a name of joy, praise, and glory before all the nations of the earth, which will hear of all the good that I do for them. Mm. So the nations are going to hear about the goodness of God, and they will fear and tremble because of all the good and all the peace that I bring to them. So the goodness of God is supposed to be so significant on the nations that they fear and tremble. Tremble in awe. Could you imagine? Goodness. Yeah. All right. We're not trembling in fear at his awesome power yeah. or his ability to strike us dead with his laser beam, mm-hmm. but we're trembling at his goodness. What has ever caused humans to tremble at goodness? That's pretty massive. Cause a human body to tremble because something is so good. Like good. I was saying, that's an infinity kind of goodness. That's, as you would say, that's goodness on steroids. <laughs> It is goodness on steroids. There's another similar verse in Hosea 3, 5. The first verse was talking about the nations. This is talking about Israel. Afterward, the sons of Israel will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they will come trembling to the Lord and to his goodness in the last days. Hmm. So this is something that's going to happen in the last days. Someday Israel is going to realize that it was Jesus all along. And they're going to come trembling at his goodness. Oof. His goodness has been significant on that nation from day one. I mean, he sustained them. He's brought them out of slavery. Like he did a lot of things for them and his favor has been on them. And they're going to realize it and they're going to come trembling at his goodness. So big that we tremble at it. You know what? I want to tremble at the goodness of God. I've been asking the Father to reveal his goodness to me. I've been asking for an encounter with his goodness. Mm. I've been telling him, I want to encounter your goodness so strongly that I tremble at your goodness. Yeah, see, these are good places for your mind to go instead of wandering just on other things. If you haven't had time this week (laughs) to ask God this and expectantly wait for it, 
take some other thing out of your mind. Meditate on these things. This is a great thing to meditate on. Meditation in the kingdom isn't just emptying your mind and tossing everything out and just being this shell and having a moment of peace. It's filling your mind with heavenly realities Mm -hmm. and questions for our Father. Where do you want us to go in this, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't understand how your mind can be filled with worry if you're trembling at his goodness or asking him, show me your goodness because I'm not trembling. Show me your goodness because I'm not trembling yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not trembling, so show it to me. Yeah, I want more. Because you don't lie, and you said we will be trembling (laughs) at your goodness. (laughs) I'm not trembling yet. Show me more goodness. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Mm. I'm just going to read this. The goodness of God is incomprehensible by human standards. Mm. Think of the best kind of good, the kindest intentions, the strongest human instincts for being good to our children, then multiply them by infinity, and you haven't even begun to grasp the goodness of God. God's goodness is not a weird kind of good. It is the very best kind of good, and it is at the core of his nature. God's goodness reaches into eternity, past, present, future. It encompasses every dimension and leaves no corner of creation untouched. Wow. God's goodness is motivated by his love for every dimension of his cosmos. It is displayed in the tender and kind intentions of his heart towards his creation and the favor he shows to those who take refuge in him. Wow. There's one thing I noticed in a few verses because I did a word study on goodness in the Bible, and I noticed there were quite a few verses that said that God shows his goodness to those who take refuge in him. Not maybe something I expected to find, And I don't have language to know why taking refuge in him would be a place where his goodness would be displayed in our life. Hmm. But I can read you those verses if you want. I do want. You do want? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. So the Lord is good. That's how it starts. A stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Psalm 31.19, how great is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you have wrought for those who take refuge in you. Here's a third one. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Hmm. There's more, but that's just a sampling of, hmm. of some verses that talk about the goodness of God in the context of us taking refuge. Taking refuge in him, it's this position of total trust. You know you're safe. He's got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just trust him. Believe in him. Believe him. It's that child with the ice cream. I don't have to worry about anything. Dad's got it. Just Taste and see <laughs> Taste that the Lord see. is good. Yeah. Here's my ice cream. <laughs> Safe place of refuge. And- so in a place of refuge, evidently, we become aware of the goodness of God mm-hmm. in a greater dimension. Right? Well, and we're taking the focus off. It's not this self-focus. When you're taking refuge in him, you're in a place of complete entanglement or oneness with him. Yeah. Entanglement is is a good word for it. We're in him. We go into him, and that's where we take refuge. Some places say that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. We will run into it and be safe. The name of the Lord represents his character. In heaven language, a name isn't just something that we call somebody, but it actually represents their character and their makeup. That's why when we get to heaven, we're going to get a new name. It will so perfectly describe who we are. But that's the name of the Lord. Yahweh represents his character. So we run into that. And part of his character, part of his nature is his goodness. 
That's why when we run into that place of refuge, when we're in him, we understand and perceive his goodness in a greater dimension. Yeah, and then it's never on trial, like we had talked about before. And now when we aren't looking for his goodness in our circumstances in life, we are positioned in a place of refuge in his goodness. Now we can be conduits of his goodness Mm -hmm. because we're not questioning it or looking for it in all these different ways. We're surrounded by it and filled with it and trembling at it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's talk for a minute about lifting our eyes up to a higher reality. So we're not telling anybody here today on Let's Go Up if you've got a major problem or challenge in your life, that that's not significant to you. What we are saying is Paul was in prison and he still celebrated the goodness of God. The goodness of God is not dependent on our circumstances, Mm -hmm. nor is it on trial when our circumstances aren't perfect. Yeah, Paul wasn't the super Christian, right? Like, well, he was in prison, he was beaten, he had 50 lashes, he was hungry. Why could Paul experience all of that and still be talking about rejoicing always and singing songs in the middle of the night. Yeah. There was something about what he was seeing. And I think the Lord is opening clarity, helping us see clear. He was seeing the goodness of God clear. We are going to start seeing his goodness more clear. Mm -hmm. So we need to lift our eyes up above the stuff that's happening here. We need to realize a few things. I think you said it just before podcast. You said, this is our blink. Mm, Yeah, blink. That was our existence on earth. That was our existence. Okay, so Mm -hmm. we are eternal. Mm -hmm. And this is our blink. We cannot put the goodness of God on trial for something that happens in our blink because God's goodness is eternal and multidimensional, everlasting upon everlasting. So if we start bogging down into this stuff if we start bogging down into this mud and we pull into our circumstances, our limited understanding of what good means, and we say, this is not good, and so you're not good, or we change our theology of the goodness of God to match our circumstances, all we're doing is self-defeating. We have got to get our eyes higher. We've got to lift our eyes Mm -hmm. to the mountains. Let's go up. Let's Let's go go to that mountain Otherwise, you don't stand a chance. You're going to keep getting bogged further and further into this quicksand. Yeah, and bogs, they kind of stink. They bog. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Don't be bogged down. Don't be bogged down when His divine power has given to us all things. How many things, Dean? All. That pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises so that through these we are partakers of the divine nature, mm-hmm. having escaped the corruption in the world through lust or self-centered desires. We are so equipped because of his goodness to go forth, <laughs> multiply that goodness, tremble at that goodness, <laughs> take refuge in his goodness. Mm-hmm. All of the other things that try to bog you down or distract you, you're bringing this divine nature, this goodness into it. Is that making sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. It makes sense in my heart. (laughs) To me, that's a mic drop. Bam. Bam. That was good. That was a good mic drop. (laughs) One of our best. (laughs) It's also interesting to me that the gospel is the good news. 
Mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a news of God's goodness here. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what the gospel is. On Let's Go Up, we call it the happy gospel. Yeah. Because the gospel means good news. And so here we are telling news of his goodness. Mm. Behold, I bring you good news of a great joy. Mm-hmm. Like when you start taking that word good and seeing it in the context of the goodness of God, mm-hmm. you know, we are carrying a gospel of peace and a gospel of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention that because we're talking about goodness here. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news, Mm. the favorable year of the Lord, goodness and favor. Mm -hmm. This whole new creation life born into him, one with him. If you see me, you've seen the father in his presence is fullness of joy and total celebration. And we're living in this time where we are united one with him constantly in his presence, not having to go to a mountaintop or go into a temple. We are the temple. Mm-hmm. You don't need to come and make this sacrifice year after year and then have a certain holy person enter into the most holies. He tore the veil. It is finished. We are one. You are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit's in you. And in that place, this psalmist knew the presence. This is where you find the fullness of joy and total celebration. And this is the time we're alive in, the era of fullness of joy and total celebration. That's Psalm 16, correct? Oh, you know your stuff. You know, that particular (laughs) psalm I actually have memorized. Let's hear it in song form, please. No, It's a psalm. Weren't they songs? It's one of my favorite. Dean. (laughs) Okay. Yes, that was Psalm 16. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. Ooh, James yeah. one seventeen. Yeah, that's what I was coming say. down from the Father of Lights. Yeah, I knew all those. <laughs> you know that one. You know this one. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to Ooh, your children, yes. How much more will your Father in heaven give what is good to those who ask Him? Oh, I love it. Good, good Father. Mm. I love this verse in Psalms. How blessed is the one whom you choose to bring near to you. And dwell in your courts, we will be satisfied with the goodness of your house. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? When Jesus is giving the parable of the loving father, so his prodigal son comes, and there's this little part in there where the other brother who had been so good, you know, he kind of stormed out and had a little hissy fit. And the father went back out again to him because he was like, you never did that for me, kind of, you know, having a little tiff. Took out his tiny violin and started playing his sob story. (laughs) But his father, son, you are always with me. All that I have is yours. How good is that? (laughs) All that I have is yours. Mm -hmm. Everything the Bible says about Jesus, what's available to him, all that I have is yours. You can partake in the divine nature. He partook in the divine nature, right? As he is, so are you. Put on the new man, put on his righteousness so I see him when I see you. I just see there's this goodness in the Father, that loving Father who would come after us even in our hissy fit. Chill out. All that I have is yours. That's such a good thought, and that's such a good place to leave this podcast. Yeah. The love and the goodness of the Father, so significant that Mm. we tremble at the goodness of God. That is far above anything that we could think or imagine and it's so multi-dimensional and so huge mm. lift your eyes to heaven yeah taste and see that the lord is good it reaches up it reaches down it reaches to the lowest people on our planet 
and so overwhelms them that it brings them to repentance beyond what we imagine good to be. So good, Caritas. So good. Yeah, I'm glad we opened that door just a bit. Grain of sand yeah. in the goodness of God in the vast ocean. About one grain here One grain. Today. Blink. Blink. So meditate on that. <laughs> Think on these things. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you to meditate and ponder the glorious multi-dimensional goodness of God. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have a great week. Bye.